Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North. Kyle and Sam here. And Kyle, question for you. I think I know the answer to this, but uh, did you watch any of the Pro Bowl yesterday? Is that something something for you? Zero. Zero. Uh, the only thing I've seen, it just was on Twitter this morning, uh, Daniil Hunter uh, doing okay in the tug of war, which if you've seen Daniil Hunter, you're probably not surprised that he does okay in a tug of war. That kind of makes sense, right? That would be a daunting tug of war to get yourself involved <laughs> in. I, uh, That's right. I know Aiden Hutchinson was uh, yeah. the the real hero of that. Um I don't know. The NFC seemed to really have a, a nice strategy for that. Uh, How long do you think we would, you, you two, there are two of us combined against Neil Hunter on the other side. How long do you think before he pulled us into that foam pit? Do you think we'd last even a second or two, or would we just I, be like instantly, instantly tossed in? I am more concerned about being launched over the foam pit <laughs> onto don't even the, hit the other foam. platform. Yeah. I, like, I think, yeah. like, I, I would hope they pull up just because otherwise I think we're getting, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, I don't want to be the front guy. Cause I think you're, you're landing right into that platform. Yeah. Uh, I kind of thought you'd be the front, like kind of like, like trench warfare. Yeah. You know, we put you in front kind of thing, you know, the less valuable soldier, you know, here you are. Right. And then I'll, I'll be in back a little protected because, you know, I'm trying to operate the command station. Yeah. I can we'll imagine there. I can imagine you're the guy that wraps the rope around himself three times. And tucks it <laughs> yeah, in that's and, right, exactly. And, and that's where you get the slingshot effects. Right? That would be the danger because Hunter is a strong, strong guy. Yeah, strong guy. So yeah, I I still think if it was just one of those dudes against both of us, that we still lose. So I I am in big trouble. Yeah, I think I, I'd rather well, I'd I'd rather do a two against one just just to avoid that launching effect. But um, yeah, all right. Yeah, again, I I. Uh, I'm the similar. If Daniel Hunter's listening, I think Sam and I we we'd give it a try. Try it once. Might wear a helmet, but I'd try it once. Try it once. So if you're, if you're listening, Daniel Hunter, and you want to do a tug of war for Notes from the North, we'll do it. I I would I like I'm trying to think of what I would wear. I'd probably wrap myself in some bubble wrap or something, or right, um, maybe just an outfit, but um, yeah, some hockey gear. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. it it would be fun to try. It would be fun to try. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah. Did you I, have a Did you have a broader point for the Pro Bowl games, or did you no, watch just, it? Or just kind of a chit chat. I again, I only watched uh, what I saw, just the clips on on Twitter. Um, yeah. Saw Dan or Orlowski. Uh, I don't know if you saw that that he participated and got the highest score of all quarterbacks. Um, oh, did he? Okay. Well, I mean, he is he is a quarterback, right? He is. He is like he's not not right now currently, but he was. So no. I mean, you know. But I, I guess for the cap to him. Yeah. No, it's again, it's I think that those competitions you kind of see like it's just it doesn't match up in terms of like, again, these qu- quarterbacks are not they're, they're not thinking about hitting these um, little targets. Uh, right. Right. There's a, there's a lot of movement that's happening. And so it, I think it just it's interesting to see them participate in that. But um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyways, I feel like the Pro Bowl is just this. It's this filler for leading into the Super Bowl. Um, Precisely. And and like, I think it feels like, uh, again, this weekend actually in a lot of sports has been a chance for All-Star. Again, the NHL had their All-Star weekend. The AHL for the American Hockey League also had their competition. Um, The 
NFL obviously does the the Pro Bowl. Uh, maybe again, I think what we'll do today, we'll move into talking about some important dates as we move into the offseason. Uh, the one mm-hmm. thing I realize is that you and I, we gave some playoff predictions before we started. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember how that went. Uh, oh man, my memory's so bad. Did I, I think I picked the Niners to go all the way you through? You did have the Niners, Niners and you had yeah. the Bills. Uh, oh, I did. Okay, sorry. And, okay, so I got I got tapped. I, I was wrong. The Bills, obviously. Yeah, and I had taken the Chiefs and I had taken oh, the Niners. So, I mean, so you know, it's like, it's like it's uh, okay, but it's also. Anyways, we did have the advantage of seeing that first those first couple of games, but yeah, uh, right. I don't know. If usually, one of us is is pretty good at this. Um, so <laughs> yeah, okay. So you just. If people so want to, who, uh, who's what's your Super Bowl prediction then? Th- that's your, what I was going to say. Actual, yeah, yeah. Okay, who are you picking? You pick first. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. It, I think yeah, it course. just it feels. Uh, I don't know. I just. I think it's the Taylor Swift effect. Um, All but, right, I, I'm I'm picking the Chiefs. That's my that's my. She's, that's the football showing up in the podcast. Coming, yeah, exactly. I couldn't name five songs from Taylor Swift. I know she's popular. Really? Uh, I think the Grammys happened recently, and I think she did well. That's what BBC told me. Um, she seems to have figured out how to do well in her industry. Uh, I couldn't tell you much. I don't know. I mean, Shake It Off. That's one. You know, something about being 22. Uh, but I kind of drop off from there. Okay, really? but anyhow, it's Taylor Swift. How many times do you think Taylor Swift shows up on the game broadcast? So there's two predictions, okay? How many times does she show up on the game broadcast? And then you pick the Chiefs to win. How many times does she show up on the screen, Taylor Swift? So is it number of times? Because, again, one of the things that I saw an article wrote about was just she's shown up a few times, but, like, no more than, like, 40 seconds at a time. Uh, no, Yeah, no, I'm not saying she's necessarily going to be, like, on the screen for five minutes, ten minutes. Like, but just, just like flashing to her kind of thing, you know, like the camera just kind of pans over, you see her for a moment and then you're back to the game. How many times do you think? Okay. So is it, it's within the game? Cause I was going to say if the chiefs win, post kickoff, getting... kick, kick, kick off the final whistle. How many times? Four. All right. Put me at six coinciding with the touchdown and give me the 49ers winning by a touchdown by six. Okay. 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 So you, you got, you got chiefs winning. Did you have a score or a margin? I got I got thirty two to twenty six for the 49ers. Okay. You think it's gonna I I think it's gonna be lower scoring than that. Uh okay. but I'm gonna say twenty seven seventeen. Twenty seven seventeen. Okay. Ten point win. All right. Okay, good enough. What are we doing in this pod, Sam, apart from talking yeah. about meaningless crap? Well, I, I was I was thinking we could really go into a tangent here about talking about Taylor Swift songs. Um because I was trying to Are you to a fan? Do money. you like her music? I I like I went through a phase. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. And okay. I, yeah, I like I, I was just trying to think about how many songs I could name, but but again, I don't think that's what people checked in for. Um, Maybe it's more than five. Who knows? More uh, than five. Yeah, I don't think I could get to five. Yeah. Well, so again, we I talked about it at the start, moving to some some dates, and I think last episode that Kyle and I did together talked a little bit about off season and some of the. Stories yeah. around that. I know last week had a little bit of a a poll, offseason poll, just asking some questions again for those who didn't get a chance to do it yet or weren't listening. I'll throw it in the description again for people to to take a, mm-hmm. a look at. Uh, you have to answer before the Super Bowl because one of the questions is about who wins the Super Bowl. Uh, 
That's right. So not uh, as impressive as if you guess correctly afterwards. Yeah, just yeah. you def- you lose points. Uh, definitely, do. Uh, definitely do. But as it pertains to the Vikings, uh, Super Bowl is interesting, but it they're not there. Uh, sh- spoiler alert! Uh, in case yep. anyone's been been holding off. Uh, so now, what is kind of the next date or next couple of dates that Vikings fans uh, are can, can be looking forward yeah. to thinking like, oh, okay, there's some significance uh, as it relates right. to either the team or about uh, those maybe incoming to the team. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. What What are those next couple of dates that you've got circle of, of uh, these yeah. are, these are things to look out for. Okay. So February is obviously a major month because that's when the Super Bowl happens. Okay. However, you have things coming. Basically, the NFL is very smart, right? And you basically, so the, the Senior Bowl has already happened, and that was an important um, event for evaluating prospects. Lots already been written on that, including on Vikings territory and PTSD. So you can check out stuff there, right? But afterwards, you kind of, that evaluation process continues, right? And and kind of the different things you can do within the league continues. And as I was talking to Sam beforehand, one thing to really, really keep in mind is that the two agency and the NFL draft. NFL teams have two primary ways of adding talent to their roster. Signing free agents and the draft. It's not the only way. Like you can sign UDFAs, you can trade for players. There are other ways to acquire talent, but these are kind of the main ways, right? The primary methods by which you put actual guys onto your roster who then play football for you, okay? So Quasey is going to basically be evaluating. He's currently evaluating the organization's resources. We've talked about money, draft picks, all that stuff, right? Trying to figure out how are we going to fill all our needs? What are the necessary areas that we need to address and fix? Okay, what does free agency have to offer? And what would that cost? What does the NFL draft have to offer? And what would that cost? And kind of wrapping that up. So those are kind of all kind of come together in Quasey's mind in the approach to try to figure out how do we get this Vikings team better, more competitive, He's talked about dropping the rebuild from the competitive rebuild, right? So how do you actually just become perpetually competitive? Uh, well, it's, it's shoring up some of these weak spots. And so that's kind of through free agency and the draft. Primarily, these two things are walking hand in hand for the Vikings, just like with every other team. Um, you have to know the talent that's available in the draft before you go into free agency, right? You know what I mean? Because then that... If you know that there's an abundance of cheap edge rushers you feel confident you can get, you maybe don't splurge in the same way, the free agents. But conversely, if you know that those there's not much there and you don't think you can get one or two or three of those edge rushers, you might be more inclined to grab one or two from free agency, right? And so these two things are kind of always walking in tandem, okay? That being said, February 20th, that's when teams can start slapping on the franchise tag for players. Obviously, it's not going to work out for either Kirk Cousins or Daniel Hunter. Okay, so those are the kind of the two main names that you'd think. Otherwise, there's no one really who's marching towards free agency who would get the franchise tag. And and the Vikings historically have not used the tag very often at all. The last time being Anthony Harris, the safety, right? And that didn't work out super well. Okay, so there's there's going to be no franchise tag for the Vikings, almost certainly. The implication is just simply the, or the 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 importance for the Vikings is just simply that some teams will use the franchise tag and therefore some players will be taken off the market, so to speak, taken out of free agency, right? And therefore thinning certain positions, right? Whoever it happens to be, 
you know, if Brian Burns gets a franchise tag, you know, out of Carolina, that's, you know, that's one less edge rusher. Jalen Johnson is a CB1, you know, like a 24-year-old CB1 in Chicago. He's a stud. Good chance the Bears put the franchise tag on, right? And so you just kind of keep an eye on these things as a way of understanding, you know, what talent is available, what kind of talent's available, and kind of where is their depth and where is their now depleted depth as a result of losing potentially some of the top-tier guys, right? Shortly thereafter, Sam, you're getting into the NFL combo, which is an amazing, right? Um, a lot of interviews, a lot of press conferences. Obviously, there's the athletic testing. Um, keep in mind, though, so that, that is a draft evaluation event. You're taking NFL draft prospects, and you're kind of running them through various tests, right? Some intellectual, some sometimes it's media, you know, like some of it's, you know, obviously athletic, but like everyone in the NFL is there, right? Including agents, right? And so there's a lot of things that conversations that happen there. Um, you're, you're kind of sowing seeds, right? And you're kind of establishing that plan. And this is kind of how rumors happen and, and, and conversations begin. And this is kind of some of the beginning stages of some of these steps to, you know, there's a good chance Quasi do Fomensa maybe talks with Mike McCartney at not Mike McCarthy, the Dallas uh, Cowboys coach, but Kirk Cousins is agent Mike McCartney. Maybe they talk at a combo, right? And maybe that's where these things kind of get going. I mean, Cousins has consistently said that he has to wait to March for some of these things to kind of get going, right? Good chance that from February 27th to March 4th, maybe that's where this stuff gets going with Kirk Cousins. Maybe that's where this stuff gets going or in earnest with Daniel Hunter. Right now for the Vikings, a lot of that stuff is taking place behind the scenes. They're figuring out their money. They're running through scenarios. They're evaluating the talents available, trying to determine the best way to proceed forward. So that's February, Sam. Major ones to keep in mind there. Franchise tag, February 20th. February 27th is the beginning of the combine. Those are two things for February. Does that all make sense? Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I, again, it feels like um, it, it does feel as you're explaining that it's kind of an extension on what we're in a little bit of uh, of rumor season, but rumor yeah. season from legit it's gonna get people rather up, than though. it's going to get really ramped up. Right. And I, yeah, again, I think the sources of who the rumors are coming from is a little bit better. Like right now we've got, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, you've got your, your class dot connecting. Maybe, you know, people are speculating, connecting dots. Yeah. Um, but here, but here you might have like actual league insiders and actual GMs and actual agents and people leaking stuff and like real, not that, not that everything comes to fruition or anything, but like, you know, more substantial news. And right. Okay. Um, and then, so again, that's that's the near future. Anything in the distant future that, or like beyond that, like I guess you move into yeah. March. Uh, in yeah, April, so March. lots lots happens in March and April. Exactly, those are busy months, right? So March 11th is when the legal tampering period begins, right? That's where teams can verbally come to agreements with players, and but not actually kind of consummate anything, not actually formally uh, put pen to paper and, and finish a deal. Right. The 13th, however, is is when you can. So the 11th is when you can start having those conversations and a lot of news breaks. You know what I mean? There's 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 kind of waves of news. And then the 13th, there's a fresh wave because you're either substantiating or in some cases, some deals are falling apart for whatever reason. uh, Things just didn't work out. And so certain players come back onto the market. Right. And then obviously, you know, not every player signed. 
by the 13th, right? Obviously, there's, you know, there's kind of, again, these waves of free agency, right? And things going on. And so that kind of is kind of the big, big event that takes place in March. And then around that, you're going to see, you know, not just new players added to the Vikings, but there's going to be probably press conferences and that kind of thing. And there's going to be hype and analysis and how does it fit and so on and so forth. And then you're kind of immediately dipping into, not immediately, but after a couple of weeks, then you're going to be dipping into the draft, which takes place from April 25th to 27th, right? So free agency, March 11th, 13th. Okay. I mean, the beginning that is, free agency is basically ongoing, right? Uh, but then the draft is a three-day event. It actually has a set end date, 25th, 26th, 27th of April. Uh, and that's where the Vikings have nine selections at present. Whether they use all nine, whether they package some to move up, or maybe they move down and you know take on more picks, whatever the case may be. I will say one point about the picks is kind of interesting, at least if you kind of have an OCD mind like mine. Right now, the Vikings with Kwesi uh, have made 16 selections. Okay, they've, they've drafted 16 players across two drafts. Add nine, that's 25 players. Right. And so in a three year span, Quasi Ofmanza will have added twenty-five players via draft pick. Okay. If he if he runs through with these nine selections. Um, uh, you know, and again, this idea of this competitive rebuild, think about what he's done with those 16 selections so far, what kind of work he still needs to accomplish with these nine selections, potentially more, potentially less, right? And you could, you know, have around twenty-five or so players brought into your program. Um who looks like a long-term select or you know solution, right? Which one of these selections is actually going to stick around? And uh, some have already left, been cut, been traded, right? Vidarian Lowe has been traded away. Asesio Odomio has been cut. You know, others will follow. Um, but it's just kind of this ongoing process of kind of churning the roster and kind of refreshing and replenishing the talent that Kwesi Dokumenta is kind of intentionally doing, kind of sh- shifting this roster into his own image. Uh if they do those nine selections, it will be 25 drafted players across three years, right? And try to see, he's made a real, real concerted effort to rebuild the secondary via draft, right? If I'm not mistaken, five of those 16 selections, I think, Sam, have gone towards the secondary. Yet Lewisine, Jay Ward, Caleb Evans, Makai Blackman, Andrew Booth Jr., three corners, two safeties, I believe. I might, I might be forgetting someone. But even if it's just five of those 16, that's still quite a, you know, quite, quite an overhaul, right? Especially in the context of Josh Metellus being young, signing Byron Murphy, who was young, uh, already having Cameron Bynum, right? Um, so I do. I just wonder if where you they kind of began this competitive rebuild, rebuilding the defense. They began the secondary. I wonder now if there's just shifts and some of that rebuild starts to be kind of very deliberate about the front seven, right? You've kind of grafted in Ivan Pace as an undrafted free agent, who was just a marvelous signing. Uh, but then from there, do they start making more conservative, concerted efforts to bring in D linemen and DNs and this kind of thing? And they've already kind of started this again. It's not that they haven't signed or drafted players for these positions, but I just wonder if the, the emphasis will shift to the front seven. Um, sorry, but that's kind of a that's kind of a different tangent. The dates alone are, are there: March 11 to 13 for free agency, April 25 to 27 for the draft. Those are kind of the two major 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 off-season events until you get to training camp there's other things going on obviously but those are kind of like the two huge ones for sure yeah it's it is a fascinating experience like i again i i compare this to hockey and understanding that 
like the in in the NHL you've got the draft before you've got free agency and again that mm-hmm. draft is different than free agency but even as I look mm-hmm. at and as you're talking about this it I guess like one of the things that goes through my mind is that it almost feels like it would be easier on teams to do the draft first know what you're going to get and then do the free agency um right but it's it's reversed and I guess uh I'm sure there's a reason for doing it the way that they do it um but it is interesting. It will be interesting mm-hmm. to see, like, like you said, with the Vikings, uh, we're going to talk about them, what they decide to do in terms of, okay, do they try and get uh, a couple of bigger fish in free agency? Yeah. Uh, right. And what positions are that? And then how does that impact the draft? Because as you're saying, you know what, you see these working together. And I think realistically, there's a couple positions that the Vikings are pretty solid on. Yep. Um, but you can make an argument for them taking a whole variety of yeah that's positions right. uh yep. and for different reasons again uh even if kirk cousins does come back is a quarterback um yeah something that you you take one of your your high selections on um so it, it, it is interesting but I just, it like as you're talking it's one of the thoughts that i have is just you know it's it is um a bit more of a challenging exercise to go through that process of doing free agency first and then the draft second in a sense. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, you know, the common wisdom that you hear tossed around when, when folks talk about like NFL rationale, like the front office um, is that obviously you, you yeah, you, you try to maybe bring in, you know, some marquee free agents and, and, and some great players. But I think a lot of the work at times, or at least the way it's explained is that you, you kind of elevate the floor. Right. And so you want to you want to go into the draft not feeling like you absolutely need to draft a corner in the first round because you didn't you have no one. Right. Like corners you have in your roster aren't very good. You didn't get anybody in free agency. We have to take a corner in the first or the second. I think in free agency, a lot of times you're trying to get obviously great players. You can't just exclusively get great players. And so you're trying to maybe, you know, fill needs, you know, raise the floor, raise the competition. And so that it's not outright disastrous if you don't reach for a corner in the opening round. And so the, the free agency in some ways allows you to draft better, hopefully, because you fill positions with at least solid players. And then you can hopefully go from there and be a bit more shrewd where, yeah, you would really love to have an, another corner, but the corners who are available right now just aren't worth that pick. And But the edge rusher who's there, man, is he ever. So we're taking the edge rusher, and 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 understanding that corner is not a disaster right now yeah right so there's there's some you know there's that strategy of that back and forth right yeah i guess i guess it is like it's um either way you end up doing like you you can go different directions with that of like yeah. there there's and I, like as you're talking i guess there's the advantage like similar to what you're sh- sharing i think one of the things you always i get concerned of is when your team drafts uh by position rather than the best player available. Right. Has um, a team ever gotten in trouble doing that? Right. Yeah. Maybe a couple of times. Maybe um, a couple of times. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and so I think maybe from that rationale, uh, it does make a lot of sense uh, mm-hmm. where things mm-hmm. are at. So um, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, any any other last thoughts uh, around just where this team's at? Again, we'll we'll wrap up here shortly we'll have a, a bit of a super bowl recap uh next yeah. week uh and do that but again anything 
else that you just kind of wanted to to touch on or i know there's yeah. definitely rumors out there about what the vikings are doing and the yeah, uh, right. latest i saw last night was around seems like the vikings are making a push to move into this top three and um yeah, yeah. Uh, anything like that that you wanted to to just kind of briefly mention um congrats to teddy bridgewater head coach of his, of his high school team congratulations mr bridgewater and i gotta say i'm kind of pulling for zim to get the dc spot in dallas um through it all i still kind of like zim and he's actually an amazing defensive coach like he will thrive as a dc i i believe at least in terms of just like um being able to put together an excellent game plan and i know we we praise flores a lot as just like blitzing wizard and he is but zim's fastball is still pretty good you know he can he's he's really really sharp when it comes to putting together a defense man and so that that's it that's all i got we'll yeah. talk post super bowl and talk maybe more about kind of the vikings maybe compare or not compare to you know this champion whoever it happens to be and uh and kind of see them and maybe as a way of kind of tying all these strains together of their resources their money and their picks because it's significant dates coming up super bowl just happens where do the vikings kind of find themselves in this jumbled kind of mess of all the stuff going on right otherwise congratulations to bridgewater kind of pulling for zim kind of yeah. pulling for zim echo both of those so uh, good. We'll have a hope everyone has a good week. Again, uh, you can use the the link in the description uh, for that poll. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next Monday after the Super Bowl. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. Uh, see you then. Bye.